This is a HeadGum Podcast. While Andrew and Craig believe the joy of discovery is crucial to enjoying any well-told tale, they will not shy away from spoiling specific story beats when necessary. Plus, these are books you should have read by now. back with another choose your own adventure book hey there's no reason why we wouldn't be back with another one there's everything's exactly as it was we just well well, there's not even anything to be before it's just like this is a continuation of the previous timeline where we did choose your own adventure episodes and now we're still doing them we left our finger in the page where we were doing choose your own adventure books and we flipped back and now we're just still doing them Welcome to Overdue. It's a podcast about the books you've been meaning to read. My name is Craig. My name is Andrew. And we are going to choose some adventures for you this week uh, while Andrew continues to choose the adventure of parenthood. Um, We are going to uh, read Knights of the Round Table by Ellen Kushner. This is um, Choose Your Own Adventure '86 in the in the classic sequence. I'm not sure. Some of them were re-released and given new numbers, yes. and some of them weren't. I'm not sure whether this one. was This or is not. OG '86. But I feel like when we normally do these episodes, it's either like you're just a a weird kid with no parents who's <laughs> off handed adventures, <laughs> or there's like a sci-fi fantasy, like a sci-fi element. Yes. So yes. I wanted to do like a genre thing that was further away from like space vampires and. Well, stuff and like the what you are a shark. You were like a kid that wandered into a magic pyramid or something in like a (laughs) monastery. (laughs) And we never became a shark. No, no. I I reckon we will meet some knights in this one though. I don't know, man. I think there's probably a path where you never go back in time, or you. <laughs> I don't like, know if there's never, any time travel. You never are a knight, and you never <laughs> go, see any kind of table, and <laughs> and you go to bed, and nothing happens. Well, so we're gonna. If you haven't listened to one of these before, we will be reading selections from the book, and then making the choices, passing them back and forth, and doing some good slash terrible voices along we're gonna the be way. Reading, reading it, and doing the voice. Um, I did do a little bit of research before I have you describe the cover for me, Andrew. I did a Just little bit of cover. Yeah, I did a little research on our author, Ellen Kushner. Um, this book was published in 1988. Uh, Kushner was born in 1955. Um, works as like an interstitial artist, writer, educator. Um, with her wife in New York now. She attended Bryn Mawr College. Represent interstitial interstitial art it's a movement she seems to be in charge of with some other people Uh where it's genre bending medium bending she does some like solo performance work also but she got her start andrew writing choose your own adventure books she wrote five of them including this one and statue of liberty adventure Ooh, where we also never really got (laughs) off the ground (laughs) as i recall um, she also has a series of books that started with her first novel, Swords Point, in 1987 in the manor punk genre, which is like... Polite. It's a, 
punks. No, <laughs> it's punks uh, who own large estates, like manors. Yes. No, it's um comedy of manners, but fantasy. It's what if you wrote Jane Austen novels in a fantasy universe? Sort of like I mean, Jane Austen novels might as well be say, a fantasy universe, as far as I'm concerned. Um, she then wrote a bunch of other books, and then in the like the in the 2000s, um, started working on these books her original like trilogy as like audiobooks which have won awards um she ran a, a long-running radio show called sound and spirit in boston on wgbh um what up public radio um but i did just want to make sure that we we gave a shout out to the fact that she wrote statue of liberty adventure um andrew what do you know about the knights of the round lancelot yeah Merlin. Well, guy, uh, sword, stone. What's the big guy? He pulls the big it guy, out. The, the important uh, guy, King Arthur. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the big guy. He's a king. He pulls a sword out of a stone. Everyone's like, "Whoa, you must be wicked strong. Let's follow you." Something like that. Where are we? Where are we going to have our meetings? Oh, I don't know. Like, I have the square table, and everyone's like, "No, I don't know that. That doesn't feel right." Then you try different shapes of tables, and they have to go kill a dragon. Right? Who? had stolen the circle from humanity like Prometheus, except I guess Prometheus gave the thing instead of stealing thing. But anyway, this dragon had circles, like all the circles and then you got to go, they all went and defeat the dragon and they got the circles and they were like, Eureka, the perfect shape for our table. And then they made a good table and they uploaded the video to YouTube and it got 2 million views. And that's how we know about the legend of King Arthur today. (laughs) Yeah. You have summed up the matter of Britain, which is the story cycle of medieval Britain that lots of authors have written about for hundreds of years. Good job. Um, Thanks. That's where the Knights of the Round come from. Do you know how many of them there usually are, Andrew? Uh, like 12 or something. There are versions with 12, 24, 36, 72, or 150. Now, anything above 24 <laughs> is a lot of people to put at one table. It are could- there different <laughs> tables? Like the good ones are at the round table, and then everyone else has to get like the folding cart table out of the closet. That I don't know. <laughs> Purportedly, the, ta- the table is round so that they are all equals at the table. Right. Yeah, but I mean, King Arthur is the one. Yeah, guy. he probably and sits Merlin on the like table. Dang wizard! So I did see a thing where the the guy who got 150 knights may have just been using the Welsh phrase three times fifty, which is like it's an idiom for a bajillion. It's just fifty. It's just so much. That uh, yeah, <laughs> I I too cannot visualize numbers above one hundred fifty dollars. My bank account is a total mystery to me. Yeah. I'm terrified well, it of it. It was the eleven hundreds, Andrew. You only what could you, you don't have... know. They didn't know what year it was because they couldn't count above one hundred fifty. <laughs> Just wondering what they might have even had one hundred and fifty of, other than like pieces Plagues. of corn. Yeah, like... grass. Hundred. I have one hundred and fifty grass. Um, like people in society who can read like total. <laughs> Why don't you get me into this book, Andrew? Describe to me what is on the cover of your edition of Knights of the Round Table. On the cover of this book, I'm just going to go from the bottom up. Is Great. This, it's a horse, like an armored horse. Yes. And sitting on it is this bowl cut boy. <laughs> he does have a bowl cut. <laughs> this horrible bowl cut boy looking up at a knight on a black horse in black armor who looks very imposing. 
And then they're both underneath a tree where shields appear to be growing. So I assume this is where you get your shields if you need one, is you just pick one off the old shield shield tree. It's a weird drawing because it does look like they're growing out of it, even though maybe the author the the artist was intending that they're just like hanging there, but they yeah. really look like they're growing out of that tree. And in the background there's a castle, yeah. I guess. And there's not but there doesn't seem to be anything around the castle for miles and miles. No, 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 no. And this boy isn't like holding a skateboard or like a Nintendo or anything. No, he's like holding he, a helmet, he's dressed in armor. He appears to be of the era. Except I think. for the bowl cut. Except well, no. I don't know. Maybe did they have bowl cuts? Well, because you can't get like I a guess cool that was the monk fade. haircut. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing that you always notice when people make like fantasy tv shows on like the sci-fi channel or something where everybody has like sick modern haircuts that you can only get with like a buzz cut and it's like mm-hmm. come on dude i mean except for the night sir buzz cut who was one of the yep. more obscure like in the one with like 72 he was like 71 <laughs> yeah that's the, the one the first step from he the has bottom. his own legend um so we're going to read this book. We're going to make some choices. We might make some, we might like put our finger in a couple or if we get a bad ending, we'll we'll take some mulligans. No, usually no more than three unless we like burn through them real fast. Yeah, it's more, it comes more down to timing. We're going to go for like an hour and sure. see how it goes. See what happens. So the edition of the book you bought is missing pages at the beginning, apparently. I'm not sure if it was maybe in a bookstore and then they like ripped them out because they were not selling it. Uh, Did you ever get really worried about that warning about stripped books? That yeah. like if a book is sold without its cover, it was like it's stolen. Contraband. Or now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we found when we were in our hotel the other day, we found the mattress tag on the floor. <gasps> I was sleeping in an illegal mattress. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so you might have so a page that the, I don't. Yes. The typical the typical warning page. Warning through exclamation points. Like an email that you're not supposed to ignore. <laughs> Do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. These pages contain many different adventures you may have when you try to become one of the knights of King Arthur's round table. As you read along, you'll have many choices to face, and the adventures you have will be the results of those choices. In your quest to become a knight, you will meet up with a dreadful giant, a dangerous knight, and the e- evil Morgan Le Fay. Whoa. I don't know if that's a person. I think that's a person, uh, yes. Remember that your knighthood will not only depend upon your courage and skill with a sword, but also upon your honesty, kindness, and loyalty. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Have fun out there. And Go get him, Tiger. a nice castle on the opposite side okay. of the page. It's got more flags, like more points sure. than the castle on the front of the book. Castles change. I don't know. So that's it. So I'm going to let you read page one. I know you're also missing this art, so I'm going to describe this art to you. You are, there is a boy. He doesn't have a bowl cut, but his haircut is like unfortunate. Oh, gosh. It's party on all sides. (laughs) This is, uh, his mom cut his hair at home, and now he appears to be in kind of an old-timey armored store what the shields he, are on sale like for a t-shirt and jeans though right he's wearing a t-shirt and probably sweatpants it doesn't look like <laughs> denim <clears throat> and some nice kicks okay and like rubber swords six bucks uh there's a castle building kit huh there's the camelot board game the arms and armor directory some helmets some shields on sale for 30 bucks a little model horse so clearly you are supposed to be in a store where they're selling 
nightmare. Man, I didn't yeah. think there was time travel in and this. And some old like David the Gnome looking guy yes. is back there behind the counter. Good. Yes. Okay. And now you can kind of ease us into this bad boy. It seems like an ordinary Saturday. Your best friend <laughs> is away visiting relatives. You've read all the books in your room, <laughs> and there's nothing good on TV. You mope around for a while trying to find something to do. Finally, you decide to go to the Sword in the Stone, a store that carries comics and models and books about knights and castles and stuff. The owner of the store is an old man with a long white beard. His eyes peer out brightly from under bushy eyebrows. They are fixed on you. Come back for more, have you? Oh man, the man asks. You guess you have been coming to the store a lot since it opened a month, a few months ago. There's, <laughs> there's something about the old days of knights in armor and quests that you really like. And the old man is very nice about letting you quote-unquote browse. That means you've read most of the books in the store without having had to buy them. The time, this time, you want something special, don't you? The old store owner says. It's getting time to make it real. Turn to page 10, Andrew. That sounds like a Russian translation of like an MTV real world. Like it's <laughs> it's getting time to make it real, friends. <laughs> Turn to page 10. Great. This pervert that, we, that we're talking to. You're not sure what the store owner means about making it real, but you nod your head. The old man takes a heavy old leather bound book down from a shelf. King Arthur and his noble knights. That's the title of the book. You've heard of Arthur, the greatest king the world has ever known? He was the defender of the poor and oppressed, lord of the bravest and most beautiful company of knights and ladies ever to walk the earth. Arthur pulled the sword Excalibur from the magic stone when he was only a little older than you are now. No one else could budge that sword. It proved by magic that Arthur was born to be king of England. The bearded this store guy just owner. has rollicking diarrhea, doesn't he? <laughs> the bearded store owner. <laughs> the bearded store owner strokes the book as though it were a pet or an old friend and silently offers it to you. Without a word, you take the book and go sit in the cozy chair in the store's reading nook. This is a library. Yeah, come on. I, also, I got to ask, have they invented video games yet? Because there's a lot of those with swords and in stuff. In 1988, isn't that what yeah. the, like, isn't there, is that Like Zelda of... was out, Dragon Quest was out. Yeah. I don't know if Final Fantasy was out yet, but they definitely had swords and stuff. Yeah, this is, hmm. I mean, it sounds like this book is, he, like, he wants to be playing Skyrim, and Skyrim doesn't exist yet, so. Oh, man, that would have been rough, you know? Yeah, man. Used to be a hero, but then I took an arrow in the knee. This book uh, is heavy. The book is heavy. The pages have yellowed with age, and some of the words are long. But <laughs> <laughs> that makes it heavier. But after a while, the reading gets easier. You read about the boy Arthur becoming king. You read about the friend, his friend Merlin, the wizard, and their early wars against the other kings. Then Arthur got the idea to collect all the bravest knights and gather them around a round table with no head or foot so everyone was equal. <laughs> He made the knights of the round table promise to fight was for what was good and right. You read about how the knights went on adventures. Between quests, they jousted in pretend battles called tournaments. Even kids got to have adventures, because kids who wanted to be knights had to start out training as pages, and sometimes pages were the only ones who could escape when everyone else had been captured. 
Okay, something this book is probably not telling you is like the class dynamics at work and who gets to be a knight and who gets yeah, to be everyone, a page. Yeah, everyone could be a page you wanted to and it was super chill and cool. Yeah, okay. Next, next question. Um, this So then it says, go on the next page, so I'll keep going. There is a photo of or a drawing of the sleepy boy uh, reading the book and there's a shadow presumably of the old man like creeping on top of the book. Um, it says... You're just reading a part that goes. Then Arthur set up his court in Camelot, and there came the best knights in the world to serve him at the round table. And never a person came hungry to Arthur's castle, but he left it full of bread and meat, and never a person came to Camelot looking for adventure, but he left it on some quest or great adventure. Now one day it happened that when a shadow falls over the page. Turn to page 11, Andrew. You look up quickly to find the source of the shadow. I'm I'm sorry. Where we, I'm sorry. It's low. I'm it's sorry. lower than you think. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> the old store owner says, but that's as far as I can let you read. But why? It would not be right for you to know too much. You'll have to discover things for yourself. That is, if you're willing. He's talking just like an enchanter from the book. <laughs> you can almost picture him in a wizard's long robe. It seems as if magic has come out of the book to find you. Oh, yes, the old man says. You know just what I mean. I can see it in your eyes, that hunger for nights and the days of adventure. You're not the first one I've seen it in. I'm going to help you get there. Get where, you wonder, to Camelot? That's impossible. But the old man is looking seriously at you with his strange eyes. You can try to learn how to be a knight and help King Arthur. He holds up another book. Of course, if you'd rather have your adventures between book covers, I have plenty of books. You can borrow as many as you like. Books have been known to change people's lives, you know. If you ask to go, uh, oof, my voice. If you ask to go to Camelot, turn to page fourteen. If you take the book to finish it, turn to page twenty. I think we're so going. To- I guess it is a library. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to Camelot, though. Okay, should we put a mark in this page? Yeah. I, I got a receipt okay. on my desk. I'm gonna just going to pop this bad boy in there. Okay. Page, page 14? Yeah, let's go to page 14. Uh, there's a, a drawing of the old man who's now wearing suspenders uh, holding yeah, <laughs> holding up two... No, we had him in the first drawing. It's, okay. it's consistent. <laughs> okay, it's he's holding up two action figures, um, and the boy is counting to five with his hands. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Is that what's happening? <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Uh, you tell the old man, let me go to Camelot and I'll do everything I can I can to help the king. Oh, I like that one. The, the, like, please, sir. Please. I have some Camelot. Uh, that, is, oof, oof. that is good, he says. I will send you off like a knight on a quest, but you are not a knight yet, and I don't know what your quest will be. (laughs) You will have many choices to face, and some may be hard. But remember, knighthood is not only courage and bashing people with swords. It is honesty and kindness and loyalty as well. I'll remember, you promise solemnly. Then here is your first choice. The store owner takes two models off a shelf. This is a page, but whoa, <laughs> this is a page. Hey, mate, this is a page. <laughs> Who works for the knights, training to be a knight someday. 
pages are carefully watched, and if this is what you choose, you'll have little time to yourself. The other model is a scullion who scrubs pots in kitchen scullery. Scull- I love scullions in like an omelet. They're so delicious. Just cook them up. Oh, I love green onions. Scullions work very hard. But when your work is done, nobody cares where you go. And people talk in front of servants. You might hear secrets. But if I work in the kitchen, I'll never get to be a knight. He looks sharply at you and then laughs. Oh, I forgot. You never got to finish the book. My dear child, anything is possible in Camelot. If you choose to become a page, Andrew, turn to page 47. If you choose to become a good rapscullion, turn to page 26. This is a big like choice. We need, to make this, we need to make this choice together because it's going to set the tone for the rest of the thing. I feel like scullion is the more interesting path. Yes, it is the oblique way to finding knights, I think. Because I don't, I don't want to just be some knight's intern and I have to like get him his mead and yes. take notes for him or what on parchment or whatever. I, like, like- I think I'd rather take a... You know, they talk all the time about like non-conventional career paths and <laughs> I, I think as millennials we're equipped... To go from Scully and Everybody tonight. should have a food service job at one point in their life. That's true. Okay, Why so not? we should be Scullions. All right, we're yeah. going to be Scullions. <laughs> Turn to page 26. Okay. Ready? Yep. Okay, the model of the Scullion is dressed in brown with an old canvas apron. Not very impressive looking, but worth a try. In the King Arthur book, adventures can happen to anyone. You take the model from the old man. As your hand closes on the model, you feel a rushing all around you as though you were being turned inside out and upside down at once. Suddenly, you feel a thump. You're sitting on the floor. Right in front of you is a huge fireplace. The fire's going full blast, and the biggest piece of meat you've ever seen is roasting on a spit. It looks like a whole cow. Out of nowhere comes a blow to the side of your head. A red-faced man in a bloody apron is standing over you. Get to work, he shouts. Do you want the meat to burn? Turn to page 37. Oh, good, 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 good. Your ears are ringing from the blow. You'd love to tell the bully who hit you to shove off, but that might not be too smart. (laughs) So you say humbly, that's the worst cuss they had invented in the 1980s. So you say humbly, no, sir, then get up and turn that spit. He points to the handle by the fire. If the meat is burnt, it's me, the head cook, that gets the blame from Sir Kay, not my lazy helper. You take the handle and start turning the meat so that it will roast evenly. Soon your arms are aching with the weight of the spit, but the head cook says nothing about stopping. Then you hear a funny shuffling sound. You see a tiny girl trying to carry two big buckets of water without spilling them. It isn't easy for her. Maybe you should help her. If you go to help her, turn to page 59, Andrew. If you keep turning the spit, turn to page 83. Okay, number one. I think it is important to just, we should both be thinking about Gordon Ramsay when we voice this head cook. Okay. I think we're both channeling him already, and I just want to make that explicit. Yeah, I, I've got a, a bit more of like a Hagrid thing in my, the back of my brain, so I'm going to sure. like try to... It's like Hagrid by way of, yeah, okay. of Gordon Ramsay. All right. Keep me honest. Um, okay, so if we're thinking thematically, and we, we, we have a, d- a debate about the notion of chivalry, but that is... <laughs> It is important to the Arthurian thing yeah, that you help true. people who are in need. So I think we need to help this. this okay, that sounds reasonable. 59. Yep. You peer around, but the head cook is nowhere in sight, so you hurry over to help the girl. Here, you say, let me help with those buckets. She looks up at you great, gratefully. 
Oh, thank you. They said if I got me work done fast, I could go and watch the feast. You empty the water into a big tub full of dirty dishes. Uh, is this the, oh, the, girl. the girl? All the knights and their ladies will be there in the great hall with our lord the king. The girl continues. King Arthur will give people quests to go on. As you're helping her with the dishes, a shadow falls across you both. Lots Turn of to page 51. falling shadows in this Arthur. book. It's very suspenseful. A tall man with red hair is scowling down at you. He's wearing a sword, but he seems more interested in the kitchen than in armor. Uh, let's do not gravelly. Yeah, let's do not <laughs> let's gravelly. Do something not gravelly. <laughs> Where's cook? He demands. I told him we needed sixty pies for dinner and were three pies short. You raise your hand to point him in the right direction, and the man seizes it. Are you the new kitchen help? But your friends are so soft and white. Yo, your, your friends. <laughs> So soft and white. That's Whoa. Sam, I guess. <laughs> but your hands are so soft and white. It's true. The girl's hands are rough and red compared to yours. Well, pretty hands, you'll have to work harder than that if you want to keep your job. You say, I am working hard. Go on to the next page. Whoa. Do you want me to pick this up or do you uh, want to do Go it? for it. So Why I can don't make you explain the image to me okay. and then I'll read the thing. There are way more people in this kitchen than I have. So <laughs> yeah, there is a hot tub sized basin full of dishes that you poured all that junk water on. Uh-huh. Um, the girl you helped is standing next to you with her hands over her mouth. She's Just aghast, aghast with a spoon, a spoon in her pocket. Um, there's two guys manning soup, I think, looking very worried. Yeah, where's the big meat? I don't know where the big meat is. It's off screen it's off screen okay. i think in the it, there's another person carrying a bag in the background and then there's this like mad knight wearing slippers um who's like towering over you and you're about to slip into the the dish tub um yeah i think that's everything the man's face flushes an ugly red that matches his hair can you give me his just give me uh, a thing it's a taste of him again yeah you you watch your tongue. He's like a he's like a no gravelly. He's like buddy. a mean prissy Hugh Grant. Just go with you that. You watch your tongue, or you won't have any work at all. Yeah, there he you pushes go. you roughly. <laughs> you slip in a puddle of water. Your feet slip out from under you, and you land right in the dish tub. The man laughs loudly. <laughs> I added that. That's great. Thanks. Yeah. You're furious, but you guess by the girl's anxious face that this must be a very important person. If you leave the room to keep from losing your temper, turn to page 38. If you try to get even with him, turn to page 70. Things get interesting. Interesting. I do think our boy has a like inherent respect for authority. Like a creepy store owner said, here, grab this magic toy. I'm going to turn you into a scullion. And uh-huh. uh, a like angry cook hit hit us. And we were like, all right, I'll do my best. Uh So I feel like we're not going to confront him just yet. I feel like we're we're going to like respect his authority and 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 just try to save face. All right. Gonna got to know when to fold him. Hold him. Yeah. 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 Um, So we're going to leave the room and turn to page 38. All right. Okay. 38. You decide you had better... I, le- I read this, right? Wait. Yeah, go okay. for it. 
Um, you decide you'd better leave the room to cool down. Swallowing your anger, you use the girl's apron to wipe the worst of the dishwater off yourself. Take her apron. <laughs> then you walk out of the room with all the dignity you can muster. You'll f- you find yourself in a big stone courtyard. A troop of men in armor is clattering on horseback into the yard. You stop to watch the glorious sight. Turn to page 42. That's a short page. This is a short page, but the one I read was short too. So. Okay, fair enough. Another, got another picture. Um, there is a person with a crown dragging what appears to be our boy into an archway, but also like some rock might be falling on him. It's not really... Not really sure. <laughs> and then there are a couple of horses with some knights riding them, and then one horse who's dressed for Mardi Gras. Yep. That's being led by another person. Must say that that one horse on the right, real nice horse butt on that horse. That's a, you know, you hate to see him leave, but you love to watch him walk away. Nay. (laughs) A tall man in a scarlet cape dismounts first. He has a handsome noble face. Just as he starts to walk under the archway into the castle, you notice something terrible. A large block of stone is hurtling to the ground. Regulations are good. Without pausing even to shout, you throw yourself at the man, knocking him out of the way. The stone crashes just inches from where the man had been standing. Instantly, you are surrounded by knights who seize you and pin you to the ground. Oh, so he's not dragging the boy. Oh, the boy's trying to to body slam him out of the way. Yeah. Go, boy. Do a super warrior land and just bash him. Okay. Uh, hmm, I got to find a different knight voice because I think this is a different knight. Do something not not gravelly, not English. What okay. do you got for me? Mm, those are my two modes. So um, okay, so we haven't we haven't done just normal. Okay, yet. okay. And we haven't done like a droopy dog yet. We haven't done cartoon hillbilly. Yet. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, these are all the this those is what are I the got. voices. Yeah. <laughs> um, hold the noble knight cries. This child saved me. Oh, At once, good. the other knights let you go. They bow to the tall man who seems to be their leader. Now, he says to you, I am deeply in your debt for my life. Name your boon and you shall have it. You know from the book that a boon... Daniel, Pat, who are the other boons? You know from the book that a boon is a special favor and that you can ask for anything from gold and jewels to a promise that he will save your life someday in return. A boon is a valuable thing to have. Should you save it for when you're really in trouble, or is now the time to ask to get out of the kitchens? If you say you'll wait and call the favor later, Andrew, turn to page 22. If you ask now to be taken to the king, very presumptuous, turn to page 65. I mean, there's nothing good waiting for us in that kitchen, right? There's a guy who's mad at us. There's a head cook whose meat we've burned. <laughs> there's a girl who we've just utterly humiliated ourselves in front of. Yeah. I think there's there's nothing left for us in the kitchen. And- I do also, I wonder in the psychology of this boy, like, how long do you think the magic is going to last? Like, you got to... I like that you get, you get really method about I wanted... the, the people who are controlling. Like, this, this, isn't, this isn't just us. Like, the boy has things that he wants <laughs> and thinks. Just choose his adventure. <laughs> All right, we want to go meet the kings, what you're saying? I, I want to go to the king. I okay. want to go back to that nasty kitchen. Okay, so my, my, my touchstone for that night that we just met is that he... He thinks he is uh, important, and there is going to be books about him someday. <laughs> okay, cool. Great. Um, Sir, you say to the noble knight, trying to talk the way the oh, people... Oh, this mean? Oh, I made the choice, right? Oh, no, you made the choice. Sorry, go ahead. I made the choice. No, no, no. 
Sir, you say to the noble knight, trying to walk the way the people in the book did. <laughs> what do you want? My one wish is to serve King Arthur. The tall noble man looks you in the eye. Is it really? Then I have work for you to do. He puts one arm around your shoulder and walks off alone with you. I shall ask you to do something for me, but you may not like it. Any, anything, you say, imagining dangers. <laughs> <laughs> I love these books so much. You may not realize that the king has many enemies. Not everyone was happy when Arthur pulled the sword from the stone and put an end to the rule of the wicked knights. But his enemies are two-faced. They smile at the king and plot behind his back. But no one takes any notice of a kitchen worker. Keep your ears and eyes open and you may uncover a plot. Of course, it means going back to the kitchens and working very hard and not looking like a hero to anyone but me. <laughs> Are you brave enough to do this? This is like when I think we're getting played. This is like when like little kids go up to like a firefighter or a professional athlete and they're like, "You're my hero." And they're like, "Do you read books?" And the little kids like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, then you're a hero to me." <laughs> <laughs> This isn't the adventure you had in mind, but it is what the old man said you could expect <laughs> if you ex- if you accepted the Scullion model. Boy, I, I didn't know that. we had to. I didn't know we had to like min max our Scullion to really get the most out of the model. In the Cartesian worldview, the Scullion model says <laughs> maybe you're on the right track for your quest, even if it means washing dishes while you serve King Arthur. The tall man waits patiently for your answer. I'll do it, you say. Good. He takes a ring from his smallest finger and hands it to you. Keep this safe. If you have news for me or need my help, send the ring and I will see you at once. Okay. Like a return address or turn to page 96. He did kind of play us though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We said, I want to see the king. And he was like, you know what's better than seeing the king (laughs) is going back to do the dishes that you started. (laughs) Jerk. God, you tuck the nobleman's ring in your shirt where no one can see it. The man <laughs> rejoins the group of knights. A page runs up to him, takes his helmet, and hands him a gold crown on a pillow. The man puts the crown on his head. The man you saved was King Arthur himself. Whoa! Whoa! No wonder. Nice. All right, I take it okay. back. Okay, that was King Arthur played us. That's pretty cool. Um, no wonder he's afraid of enemies. It suddenly occurs to you that that falling stone might have been no accident. You'll have to be careful. Uh, When you get back to the kitchens, the head cook is furious. Young good for nothing, he shouts at you. You duck to avoid getting hit again. Disappear from your work again, and I'll have your guts for garters. Well, you'll work tonight. (laughs) No watching the feast for you. Swallowing bitter disappointment, you go back to scrubbing dishes. Later, while everyone else is watching the king's feast, you're feeling sorry for yourself. You're stuck in the dark chimney corner plucking chickens when you hear voices. Uh, You hold still, listening in your corner. Mother, this isn't the great hall, you hear a boy say. I'm going to the next page. Do you want me to do this or you want to keep Uh, it? Let me write it and then you do the (laughs) next one. Um, Patience, son. This is the back way where we can talk in secret. You'll take your place in the great hall soon enough, sooner than my dear brother Arthur thinks. Meanwhile, who would think to find Queen Morgan Le Fay in Arthur's kitchens? Are you sure this is safe? Perfectly safe. The servants are all upstairs watching the feast. You're practically holding your breath to the quiet. 
to be quiet. What is? You're practically holding your breath to be quiet, but the chicken feathers keep drifting about, tickling your nose. Oh no, you're going to sneeze. Turn to page twenty-seven. Say watermelon. Is it? Does that work? I think the it's the placebo effect works sometimes. I do always say watermelon when I don't want to sneeze, <laughs> and like it works probably half the time. Okay. So you tell me. All right. You jam your finger against your nose and the sneeze passes. You listen carefully to hear everything that Queen Morgan Le Fay and her son say. You don't like the sound of the woman's voice when she talks about Arthur. Just give me the give me her voice now again. You, now you wait here. It's like okay. overly now, calming in a sinister way. Okay, now you wait here, Mordred, Morgan Le Fay says. I'm going to get some things ready, and then we'll go into the hall together. You see their shadows on the wall. Shadows again. The woman leaves the room and the boy wanders over to the window. If you decide to follow the queen to see what she's up to, turn to page 40. If you watch to see what the boy will do, turn to page 86. Okay. So... You're going to follow the queen or watch a boy? <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way, I'm going to follow the queen. Okay. I was originally thinking like, well, I could take the boy, but I think... You could... Ooh, that's, that's an interesting... Is our boy a brawler? Because before you suggested that he has like a respect for authority yeah, okay, that seems so, incompatible with getting into scuffles. Yeah, you're right. He's going to follow the queen. Turn to page 40. You sneak quietly along the dark corridors after Morgan Le Fay. She enters a tower room. You wait outside. Strange blue lights flash from the cracks in the door. After a while, she leaves and you creep softly into the room. There's a book on the table in the middle of the room. It says, Spells of Grammaria. Grammaria. You you open it and read, To charm a man into a beast, to curse a child with dwarfishness. The queen must be a witch. Suddenly the door opens behind you. What are you doing with that book? Shrieks Morgan Le Fay. Turn to page 105. Um... Reading it, you say to Morgan Le Fay in shock, unable to think of anything else. All at once, her tone changes. Can you read? You, a mere servant? How clever of you. And no, I need an apprentice to help me. And you must be tired of working in the kitchens. I can teach you much, much more if you will come into my service. You hesitate. Do you want to learn black magic and work for someone who might be an enemy of Arthur's? But she is his sister, and you might want to keep an eye on her anyway. Madam, you tell the witch queen, I'd love to help you, but I don't really think I have what it takes to do magic. Queen Morgan's green eyes gleam dangerously. I would advise you to accept my offer. If you agree to become the queen's apprentice, turn to page 68. If you tell her you can't really read, turn to page 55. <laughs> so you can either learn to do black magic or you can lie about being literate. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't know that the boy has lied yet. Has he? Honesty is important. Honesty is important. So like, I, I don't want to keep, I want to push you into making a choice. You tell me what choice you want to make. I, think I know what I would do, but. I, I, I peeked up at the line that he would want to keep an eye on her. I thought that was okay. insightful. So I think that's what I want to do. I feel, yeah, I feel like we can't lose. Like either we are doing very valuable reconnaissance work or we can just learn some rad black magic and go to the dark side. Yeah, that's so. great. Okay. Okay. Turn to page 68. Yes. Great. Although, oh wait, is this you? This is yeah, me. this is you. Sorry. 
Although it is a risk, you decide to play along as the Witch Queen's apprentice. It's true. Oh, it's true, you say to Morgan Le Fay. My talents are wasted in the kitchen. Say. <laughs> Good, she says. Then promise to serve me faithfully. It will go badly for you if you do not. You cross your fingers behind your back and promise. Bad oh, he is daughter. a liar. <laughs> yeah. Your first task is to carry this down to the feast hall for me. She hands you a gorgeous sword and a scabbard. You need both arms to carry it. Morgan Le Fay leads the way back to the kitchens. Excalibur, Mordred exclaims when he sees the sword. You hold it tighter. Excalibur is Arthur's famous magic sword. Whoever draws Excalibur cannot be harmed. Has Arthur lent it to his sister? Or is she up to no good? The queen only smiles. But whatever's going on while you hold Excalibur, you feel safe. Uh, I'm going to read page 69 nice so that you can make the nice. next choice. Okay. The great hall is bright with torches and people in fine clothes. The king is seated at the high table. Hmm. What nice. about the round also one? Nice. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Well, you you go to the high table and then the round <laughs> table is mellower after that. Uh, Morgan says, brother, I have cleaned and polished Excalibur for you. She pushes you forward with the sword to give to Arthur. You know that Morgan is a witch and that because you are her apprentice, she'll be watching you carefully from now on. Is it safe now to warn the king? If you draw Excalibur, will the sword protect you from her magic? If you draw the sword and warn the king against his sister, turn to page 114. If you give the sword to Arthur, turn to page 76. I don't think either of these choices are great. I would let the timer run out and let the game choose for me. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) what I would do here. This is a good so, one. So, do okay. Do we think that? So our our rationale for drawing the sword would be anyone who draws it is safe. So if I draw it, I'll be safe. But also the other choice implies that we're worried about her having tampered with the sword in some way. That's one of the reasons we would draw it. Is right, like like it's it's a binary where either you can warn him or. Not, but either way, I feel like you're kind of screwed. Yeah, I don't think it's a good situation because you end up with the sword rather than Arthur, so she could do whatever she wanted to Arthur after you yell, yo, she's a witch. And maybe he knows. Hmm. Hmm. This is tough. All right, we definitely got to put a, put a marker in this one. Okay, well, it's page 69. Nice. We won't forget. Oh, that's true. We won't forget. Never forget. Uh, <laughs> let's go... <laughs> Let's go. Let's give the sword to Arthur. And okay. See what happens. Okay. Maybe we can warn him later. Page 76. We can still shout. Like, we still have our voice. Is this you? Oh, yeah. You hand Arthur the sword. He says to the queen, Thank you, sister. I will use it in the tournament. The next week is full of strangeness for you. Puberty's weird, <laughs> Puberty's man. Puberty's wild. Yeah, I was just <laughs> thinking that too. <laughs> Morgan really does begin to teach you magic. You learn to call the wind and to bring darkness across the sun. Well, this is very intense. Like first In a year. week? They don't teach you this stuff at Hogwarts in your first year. Uh, you also learn how to find lost objects and tie complicated knots. Not magic, but fine. In return, you have to help Morgan with some disgusting spells, like getting plants from graveyards at midnight and killing black cats. You watch Morgan for signs of plotting against the king, but find nothing. The big tournament finally comes. Mordred is excited because he's going to fight in it. 
when all the knights ride out onto the field, you don't see him. Of course, it's hard to recognize anyone in all that armor. King Arthur fights wonderfully. Even though nobody's trying to kill anybody, it's a good thing he's got a caliber to keep him from harm, because people do get hurt in the jousting. One knight breaks an arm falling off his horse, and even with armor, several competitors are hurt by thrusts of an opponent's sword. Did not know that you used swords in jousting. Wait, yeah. When the tournament's almost over, a strange knight rides into the ring. He's dressed all in white from head to toe. Even his shield is white. In a loud voice, he challenges King Arthur to a single combat. Turn to page three. I mean, I guess there's parts of tournaments that are more than just jousting. There's like sword fighting and stuff. All right. It just says like it's good that he's got Excalibur because people get hurt in the jousting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's I, a good I guess point. you got to draw Excalibur to be... Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That don't seems know. Things like, aren't adding up here. That seems like sword polo to me. It's not <laughs> the same. Okay. Page three. Page three. The king accepts the white knight's challenge. The two knights ride at each other from opposite ends of the field. The white knight knocks Arthur off his horse, so the two of them continue the fight on foot using their swords. Okay. okay cool, cool, cool. But even though the king keeps landing blows on his opponent, the white knight never tires. The fight seems to go on for hours. Then Arthur stumbles to his knees, sorely wounded. The white knight raises his sword. Do you yield? He asks the king. He's got the stuff on his face. I don't know. Got the face mask? Yeah. Yeah. He asks the king. Not while I have breath left in my body, replies King Arthur. By the rules of chivalry, no one is supposed to interfere with the fight, but you can't just stand there and let Arthur be killed. If you use your magic to help Arthur, turn to page 102, Andrew. If you try to get closer to the fighters, turn to page 57. Man, this is another doozy of a choice. Are you going to creep on Arthur, or are you going to tie a cool knot to save him? (laughs) I think it's time to use this magic in the service of our king. Oh, totally. That's what we signed up for. Yeah, page 102. Page 102. So I haven't found an ending yet. Not yet. You decide to use your magic to help the king. The white knight lifts his sword to finish Arthur. You lift your arm and call a great wind to knock the white knight down. Both men now lie stunned on the field. Pages and squires rush out to carry the two knights to where their wounds can be tended. That night, you go to see King Arthur and tell him about what you did. All day, the court has been buzzing with the news. It turns out that the white knight was really Mordred in disguise. He was using Arthur's magic sword Excalibur. The sword Morgan instructed you to give to Arthur at the feast was just a copy. Morgan has run away from the court and Arthur says Mordred is too young to be punished. I mean, try him as an adult. <laughs> Come on. Whoa, Andrew. <laughs> Turn to page 29. Uh, there's an illustration where you are standing in a nightgown, I guess, calling the wind and a bunch of birds are like, like caught having up in it trouble. And they look very upset. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's giving you like a real good like whoa face. All right, page twenty nine. Yeah, why are you wearing just a sheet? Um, you're scullion, I guess. Yeah, didn't get any cool magic clothes, huh? Page twenty nine. You said, yeah. The king receives you kindly, but when you explain about the magic wind, he is not pleased. Alas, he says, you used enchantment to change a contest of chivalry. You can't believe he isn't thanking you for saving his life. But, the king goes on, you used magic to fight magic and did well. Ever since my friend and teacher, the wizard Merlin, left Camelot, I have missed having a court wizard. I only know a little magic, you tell King Arthur. You know more than most people, he says. 
Twice you have helped me. Fake it till you make it. Now let me help you. Stay by my side. I'll keep you out of trouble, he smiles. And when you're older, you can decide if you want to be court wizard or a knight of the round table. You smile back. It's a wonderful choice and one you won't have to make for many years. The, the end. best kind of choice. Whoa. What a cool. Right, so that's a good ending. We could be a, a wizard ending. or a knight. Man. Good job, us. Ooh, I have we a the book. I have a theory that I'm not going to say until we either encounter it or we wrap up. But I just, okay. just want to say curious. that I'm going to put a pin in my theory that I got during that ending. Curiouser and curiouser. Um, page sixty nine, maybe I was get, it? Do you get? Yeah, because yeah, because that one's easy to remember. I'm just wondering, like, when you're a kid in these books, right, and you get stuck in a magical universe forever, but it's like fun and cool, like. Do you miss your Meemaw or anything? I know, like, right? Do you miss any of the, the ties that held you to the corporeal It's realm? a little, yeah, and like, what? Or is That's part of the of... magic to make you forget that you ever had a Meemaw? Whoa. I don't think so, because that would get, that would, you'd forget all of your other, like, stuff. You'd forget about Link and Zelda and Mario, which, your best you know, friends. Your best I mean, <laughs> if you knew Link and Zelda and Mario, you wouldn't have been at the store looking for books in the that's, first place. You know, true. I do think that's why like stories like this or any sort of story where like a kid is swept away into a different type of life usually mm-hmm. starts with either like they are in a bad situation. Um, they got like a classic 90s like they're both both their parents are working and don't care about. Yes. Them set up. You've, you've got like your home alones. You've got your um, even like big of like, oh, I want to be an adult because my kid... How did the kid in King Arthur's Court go? I don't remember... I don't know. Exactly that one. I don't okay. know. Cool. Yeah, we, we might have to read that one. We have to read that one. Isn't that a book too? I don't know. I think it's a movie mostly. Okay. <laughs> you know things that are mostly movies and then part, <laughs> partly books? <laughs> when they when they stop 20 minutes in and they're like, turn to page 70. Mm-hmm. Um, so page 69, nice. Okay, so we're nice. back to page 69, nice. Um you want to draw the sword and warn the king against his sister now. Yes, this is when we were going to give the sword or not to King Arthur. Morgan is standing behind us. We have chosen to be a witch apprentice, and it's a very important choice. So you're going to read page 114, which is drawing the sword and warning the king. Okay. Oh, this is an ending. Okay. Gripping Excalibur tightly, you pull the sword from its sheath. King, you shout, listen to me. But even as you speak, Arthur's knights draw their swords to protect their king. You pray that the sword's magic will protect you. It doesn't. The last thing you hear as you fall is the witch's the witch queen's silvery laughter. You'll never know what the sword you'll never know that the sword you held was not the real Excalibur. The end. Wait. So you the boy are cut down by a bunch of knights in front of King Arthur. Man. She That's set you up. Brutal. Yeah. Why did she, she do that? Right choice. See, that was why we did that's why we didn't make that choice is because if the sword and I didn't know it's like a, it was like a Schrodinger's sword sort of situation, <laughs> but if the sword wasn't the real Excalibur, then it wouldn't protect us so we shouldn't draw it. It's always like we we had the yes. option to warn Arthur later on which Ooh, that's we a, did. We, we solved the riddle. It's a we riddle. We did solve the riddle. We did it right. Sometimes you go back to discover that both choices were wrong. <laughs> but this one, <laughs> this one, there is a right and a wrong way to do it. And I think we did it. 
Um, okay, Andrew, the King and Kid, Kid, Kid in King Arthur's Court is based on a novel by Mark Twain called A Yank- a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, just so you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess we can read that it's one. It's a satirical novel of some kind. Um, what was that other... was? What other choice had we bookmarked? So we bookmarked the one at the beginning where it was like Scullion or Page, but I feel like it took us so long once we got into the Scullion model to yes. get to choices that we don't want to go all the way back there, right? Like, No. Do you want to try and here are some other options? There's page 53 where it was leave the room or fight back against the like foppish mean knight. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there was also a one where it was like talk to the king or when we first met King Arthur, but we yeah, didn't know. On page know. 44, you've got, uh, if you ask to be taken to the king, turn to 65. If you say you'll wait and call into the favor later, turn to page 22. Let's do that. That um, seems kind of neat. Also, hmm, there was another one. I had, Let's just do that. Yeah. What was it? 40, 44. Was it? 44. Okay. Um, so we, we're meeting this noble knight. Um, this is hold. This child saved me. He gives you the boon. All that stuff. We haven't read this page. No, we did. Oh wait, no, we have the yeah, yeah, yeah. page. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so we're we're calling in the favor later and turning to page twenty-two. Okay, he gives us his like Valar Morgulis coin, <laughs> and we decide that we're gonna call in the favor later. Um, you decide to wait for your boon. You look up at the tall man and try to talk the way the people in the book did. Sir, you are gracious, but let me receive your thanks at some better time. The tall man shrugs. As you will. I will not forget. (laughs) When you get back to the kitchen, the red-haired bully is gone. The rest of the morning is spent working hard to get ready for the feast. At last, the cook says that you and your new friend, Marjorie, can go and watch the feast. King Arthur's Hall is full of people in gorgeous clothes. The tables are covered with jeweled dishes, but the funny thing is, no one's eating a bite. Marjorie whispers, what was Marjorie's voice? It was very like, um, Wasn't little it just like, it was a little British girl. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the king, the king will ne- never will begin a feast until some adventure has come in. I yeah, wonder I what it will be this time. At that very moment, the doors of the hall burst open and a young girl on a white horse rides into the hall. A man wearing a crown rises to his feet. You recognize the man you saved this morning. It was the king himself. Going to the next page. Uh. Arthur, cries the girl on the horse, give me a noble knight to help me or all is lost. The king says, damsel, what is the matter? Sir, know that my name is Lynette. My sister's name is Leonore. She has been captured by the red knight who keeps her locked in a tower. I escaped to Camelot to seek your help. Just don't like let her voice ever change. It's always the yeah, same Yeah, no, note. I got it. It's a monotone. <sighs> uh, the king says, We have many champions here eager to prove their strength and courage. The girl doesn't look that much older than you. Is this the adventure for you? Mm. You could ask the king to grant your boon now. I know no magic. I don't know how to, I don't know the pointy end of the sword from the hilt. Yeah, this sounds great. I should go challenge the red knight. This sounds perfect. The confidence of a man. (laughs) (laughs) King Arthur calls, who here will help the lady Lynette? Before anyone can answer, you shout, I will. Everyone turns and stares at you. What, what was a uh, red-haired man? Um, it's like, by the rude, by, by, by the rude. <laughs> it's the red-haired man. 
It's Pretty Hands, the Scullion. There's a nice champion for a lady. Got greedy for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Lynette sits up straight on her horse. Sir, she says to the king, do not insult me by sending me off with this person stinking of dishwater. She's just being nasty. She's not really close enough to smell you. And anyhow, you watched before you came. If she keeps on like this, your adventure may be less fun than you'd hoped. Maybe her sister Leonor is nicer. You kneel before the king. Sir, you say, this morning I did you a service and you promised me a boon. On your honor as the king, I pray you grant me this adventure. The king looks gravely at you. It's true, I did. And it speaks nobly in you that you seek a deed of honor. Yet I would not want to send you to your death in exchange for my life. The Red Knight is a dangerous foe. Will you not think and ask again? If you still want to go on the quest, turn to page 54. If you ask Arthur to make you a knight now, turn to page 80. I think he wants to go on the quest, right? Like, yeah. We could be made a knight and then just told to, like, sit around. Spend all our time at a table. Like, not even a round one. Just, like, one of those crappy uh, other table, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're turning to page 54. Um, King, you say, this is the adventure I choose. I hope to rescue Leonor and bring honor to your court. While the king outfits you with a horse and armor, Lynette sulks. I expected Lancelot, she sniffs. Well, you've got me, you say, as the two of you ride out of the castle gates. I'm a boy. (laughs) I may be young and untried, but my heart is full of courage. Your hands, your hands are full of soap suds, she retorts. You ride a horse like a carrot riding a grater. (laughs) You ignore her. Finally, you come to a dark path in the forest. Now I know you will turn back, says Lynette, for this is the perilous passage, the straightest way to Castle Dangerous, where the Red Knight holds my sister prisoner. I'm not turning back, you say. If you look for another way to Castle Dangerous, turn to page 28. If you enter the perilous passage, turn to page 110. I mean, on the one hand, perilous passage, I mean, it sounds perilous. It does. But we are trying to find a route to Castle Dangerous, so it seems like... (laughs) We sort of got to accept some peril to get to the danger, you know? Yeah. I mean, every route to Castle Dangerous is probably going to be... It's probably a little perilous. Like, there's this specific passage, but... There's, like, Treacherous Trail. You're going to get to, like, the Perilous Promontory and... (laughs) The Venomous Valley. Yeah, like the unhealthy underpass. (laughs) All the all the sights, you know. You know, you gotta you gotta take in the sights when you go on these trips. Um, mm-hmm. so you want to go to the perilous I passage? Think we're gonna go, okay. Let's mark this one. Great, and that'll be our last life. Okay, and uh, enter the perilous passage. Sure. Page one ten. Great. Whoa, it certainly looks perilous. Um, to show Lynette how brave you are, you ride ahead of her onto the dark path of the Perilous Passage. You've hardly gone a few feet when a richly dressed dwarf comes riding up to you, crying. Help! They are killing my master! You and Lynette follow him to find a lot of thieves attacking a knight. When they see a second knight riding up, the cowards turn tail and run. Uh, Wait, who's the second knight that is, is riding up to um, save us from this dumb thing that we did? Uh, I see what you're doing. Um, <laughs> You save my life, the knight says. May I know your name to thank you properly? 
This is pretty hand, Lynette begins, but you stop her by telling the knight, I am on a quest to win a name for myself. Until then, I have none. And there's uh, like a drawing of some goblin thieves. One of them's holding a stick. They clearly stabbed a guy or something. Or Well, I guess we saved that guy. Um, and his dwarf. And we're there riding in the Perilous Passage. All right. Well said, says the knight. If you're seeking glory and danger, you've come to the right forest. If you take this path, you'll meet the knight of the Ford who drives a Ford truck. <laughs> You'll meet the knight of the ford who challenges all comers before he lets them cross the stream. If you go the other way, you'll come to the black knight who hates King Arthur. Wait, I'm losing it. You go the other way, you'll come. Oh man, I got English. No, no. put a piece of straw in your mouth and put on. If you're seeking glory, all right. If you go the other way, you'll come to the black knight who hates King Arthur and challenges all his faithful knights so he can hang their shields on a big tree outside his castle. Of course, all paths lead through the perilous passage. Oh my God. If you go off after the Knight of the Ford, turn to page 36. If you go after the Black Knight, turn to page 90. You ever hear a car going down the road that sounds like it's one pothole away from just falling apart? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Castle Dangerous? Why I, are we getting distracted with this stuff? I don't know. Because I thought we were going to kill kill the Red Knight. Yeah. I mean, is the Knight of the Ford the Red Knight? Does he just have multiple names? Oh, the, oh, there are like mini bosses on the way to the Red Knight. Yeah, sure, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna fight the Knight of the Ford or go after the Black Knight. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I think maybe the Knight of the Ford because it's like a, like um, Little John from Robin Hood maybe situation. Yeah, okay, so. Or do you want to go for choice, the Black Knight? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just gonna say this is a rare opportunity for us to do the thing on oh, the cover you're right. of no, the no, book. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Oh, no, you're right. Okay, we have to do that. Okay, we okay. have to go fight the Black Knight or something. Turn okay, to page uh, well. <laughs> Turn to page 90. Whoops. All right. Um, is this me? Yeah. Yeah. You decide to take your chances with the Black Knight. You and Lynette thank the knight and set off along the Black Knight's path. At last, you come to a huge black castle. On a big tree in front of it hang the shields of beaten knights. There's also a black shield. On it is written, Whoso striketh this shield does so at his peril. Lynette looks at you. You take the butt of your lance and strike the shield. Out of the castle rides it. Why did we have to do? <sighs> Out of the castle rides a knight in black armor on a black horse. He doesn't want to keep a watch, so he just has like a doorbell <laughs> set up. It's his medieval nest. Um, if if you if you are a knight of the round table, his voice booms. Then yield me your shield and your honor. Never, you answer. Then let us fight to the death. You level your lances at each other. Then you set your horses to the gallop. You find you're shaking all over from excitement and fear. You've never done this before. The lance is heavy and you can barely see through your helmet. Your galloping horse is hard to control. In a moment, it is all over. Your body lies broken on the ground and another shield hangs on the tree of the Black Knight. The end. Yeah, that's pretty rough, huh? Didn't know that the cover of this book depicted a death, almost. Huh. Yeah, I mean, so we're roughly at time. I, I would be willing to go down the Night of the Ford scenario with you, because that is the choice you made originally. Okay, and we'll just call it there? Yeah, yeah. and I did, I mean, I just, I so badly wanted to do the thing on the yes, cover. Yes, no, the I book. completely agree. 
Um, so this was back on 112. We this go is uh, 36 is right. the page that you go on when you, when you decide to go after the Knight of the Ford. Okay, uh, take it away. Uh, preparing yourself to meet the Knight of the Ford, you and Lynette ride on until you come to a stream. A colorful tent called a pavilion is pitched in front of it. A knight rides out of the pavilion saying, Hmm. Is he like a fun knight, maybe? Halt! None may pass without riding a tilt with me! There you go. The knight isn't too big. You ready your lance, suddenly aware that you've never done this before, except in your imagination. You both press your horses into a run, lances pointed at each other's shields. As you come together, you squeeze your eyes tightly shut. I think we know how this ends. Turn to page 98. You don't feel the knight of the Ford's lance clash with yours. In fact, nothing happens. You rein in your horse. The knight has stopped behind you, shaking his head. This is ridiculous, he says. What's the point? You've never jousted in your life. Yes, I have, you say hotly. Lots of times. The knight of the Ford takes off his helmet. Long hair, tumbles down. He's a girl. That's a real Samus moment Yeah, here. we're a fool boy. <laughs> okay. Um... Believe me, she says, I know. Now you got up oh. higher. <laughs> Believe. the Yeah, the helmet was bringing it down, I guess. Believe me, she says, I know. I also know how it feels to want to be good at something and have everybody just laugh at you. So if you want, you can come home with me and I'll teach you all I know about jousting, which is a lot. I'll work you hard and it won't happen fast, but in the end, you'll be a good knight. Or you can continue on your quest. If you've made it this far through the perilous passage, maybe you've got a chance. Oh, man. And she's taking off her helmet and you're on horses in a drawing. Um, if you continue on your quest to Castle Dangerous, turn to page 12. If you want to learn from the girl, turn to page 88. The way that the book implies that learning from a girl is bad makes me want to go to page 88. Yep. Sounds good just to me. The, just the like utter surprise that the book has that a girl could be confident in anything. Yes, or or that it's anticipating our surprise in such a way that yeah, it's like like really that feels leaning into it. Yes, yeah. okay. 88. Uh, you decide to stay and learn from the girl knight. God, just Can we just call him knights? <laughs> you decide to stay and learn from the knight. You say to Lynette, I guess you're right. I really don't know enough to be a knight yet, but I'll learn. Meanwhile, good luck with your sister. <laughs> just mic drop. Meanwhile, good luck with your sister. Maybe you can get Lancelot this time. Then you ride off with the Knight of the Ford, Lady Catherine. The months that follow make boot camp look like art class. Also prescriptive. You learn everything there is to know about riding and weapons. Also about courtesy and chivalry. Your body grows strong and tall as well. One day, Catherine says, I've taught you all I know. Now you must ride out on adventures of your own. Don't forget to help the weak and powerless and never let your armor get rusty. <laughs> If you remember all I've taught you, you'll make a fine night of the round table. You return to Camelot with a joyful heart. The end. I think we made the right choice. We I got some on-the-job training. Uh-huh. We did, like... Federally subsidized, <laughs> like, retraining program. We did, like, turn down a job that we were not qualified for, which is interesting. I feel like... Listen, fake it till you make it, and we did, in our best ending get the option to either become a wizard or a knight, which yeah. I think is pretty much as best as you can, like yes. the best thing you can manage to do. But in this one, I think we, we recognize the right moment to, to, to 
acknowledge that we needed help from someone else. You well, know? and that we weren't going to be able to help this person. Like we were going to put this person in danger by by taking them to the Red Knight. And we did waste her time, yes. but if she got killed, that would be the greatest waste of time of all. So, <laughs> so Andrew, do you want to hear my theory? Yeah, tell me, tell me your, your theory On here. On page 29, um, okay. King Arthur told us, um, but you used magic to fight magic and did well. Ever since my friend and teacher, the wizard Merlin, left Camelot, I have missed having a court wizard. Oh, I think I know what your theory is. I think Merlin's running that store. Yeah, shopkeeper's Merlin, right? I think he's there, you know, but that maybe there's like a weird time loop situation. Either Merlin's like a mortal or he got tossed into the future. <laughs> maybe or... Merlin was just like, I would like to learn more <laughs> about the 1980s. <laughs> Tell I... me more about grateful dead uh, and your and your pac-man <laughs> the two of you look like perfect strangers <laughs> i would like to learn more <laughs> this is a fun one this is a good one i like this one a lot yeah i feel like we like didn't run into too many like really wacky characters but they it, they were different enough as we went well and everybody was everybody was period and setting appropriate yes I think. yes 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 and i also i also like that that we found as we traced our way back through branching paths that it wasn't just trying to punk us at every turn it was like i this is a book with an internal logic mm-hmm. and the 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 choices are static and you can make a right one or a wrong one and we aren't gonna pull the rug out from under you like yes. it's not it's not gonna be a thing where you only find out what reality is once you've <laughs> Once you've made a choice, yeah. like reality is a thing, and that helps anchor you more in the internal logic of the book and the like the choices that you're making. Yes, it's cool that the sword was not Excalibur in both versions of that choice. Yeah, because we we used something that happened like two or three choices back, and it was like internally consistent and yes. worked really well. Like yes. I, I I don't know, I liked it. I think there's I've been thinking about these books. At like a at like a macro level, like what is the canon of a, of a, one of these books? Is the mm-hmm. canon like all of the possibilities, or is the canon just your possibility? And this and one, I think there is a there is a a good way to do flexible. Yeah, possibilities, yeah, 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 yeah. But this just yeah. happened to work very well with that type of consistency. And I like that even you learned similar facts on the different parts of the branch. So that one where we like learned it was Arthur was like either we talked to him. And learned that he was king, or we saw him stand up at the feast, which was the very the very next choice, and we still learned. Yeah, the information. he also was the king. He never turned out to be like a different Bob dude. the Bob the Beige Knight or some <laughs> dumb thing. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. That was a good one. Yeah, I liked it. Um, so if you, the listener, would have made a different choice somewhere along the way, uh, or if you have read this book uh, and want to tell us about some of the other stuff that happens in it, you can send us an email at overduepod at gmail.com. You can hit us up online at twitter.com slash overduepod or facebook.com slash overduepod. Um, find another way to get in touch with us. I dare you. Okay. Andrew, if folks want <laughs> sure. to know more about the show, where should they go? Well, if they want to know more about our podcast, mm-hmm. they go to overduepodcast.com, which is an internet website that you got. You click the blue E, 
and you go to overduepodcast.com and you find up there, they got these little clicky do's that you follow. You find them on your Apple Podcasts, your Google Play. You got something called a RSS feed, which I don't know what kind of truck that is, but oh you subscribe God. to the show and you get the new ones when they come out. Uh-huh. Whenever that whenever they come out. Uh-huh. And then we also got this thing, it's a pi- called a Pat Pat Rion. Pat Rion. You go to that and you give them money and they turn the money into content. And daycare for their childrens. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm listen. I'm on paternity leave. I can do whatever I want. That's true. I don't know where this is going in the paternity canon. Um, what choices we have made and what books have come before or after. But we hope you're all enjoying them. Um, and that's the show. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our fun. Choose your own adventure episodes that continue as though nothing ever happened. Until we do the next one, please try to be happy. That was a headgum podcast.